It helps every now and then to step back and take the long view. We accomplish in our lifetime only a small fraction of the magnificent enterprise that is God's work. Nothing we do is complete. No statement says all that could be said. No prayer fully expresses our faith. No confession brings forth perfection. No set of goals and objectives includes everything. So this is what we are about. We plant seeds that one day will grow. We water seeds already planted, knowing that they hold future promise. We lay foundations that will need further development. We cannot do everything, and there is a sense of liberation in realizing that truth. And that truth enables us to do something, and to do it very well. It may be incomplete, but it is a beginning, a step along the way. We may never see the end results, but then again, we are, each and every one of us, prophets of a future, not our own. And so this is what we are about. We plant seeds today that one day will grow. And we offer an opportunity for God's grace to enter in and to do the rest. Thanks be to God. Amen. Good morning, Stone Village. Happy Sunday. I hope that all of you are well and safe in this world. All is well in my world. And I now realize that I match the walls of my dining room. It's a nice touch. The Lord be with you. And let us pray. Prepare us, O God, to hear your word through the scriptures of this day. Confront us with your claim upon our lives. Clarify the choices we must make if our lives are to have meaning and purpose. Help us to respond to the one who came as the bread of life, so that we may know life at its fullest and at its very best. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Our lesson today is from Mark chapter 9, verses 38 through 47. John said to him, Teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him, because he was not following us. But Jesus said, Do not stop him, for no one who does a deed of power in my name will be able soon afterwards to speak evil of me. Whoever is not against us is for us. Truly I tell you, whoever gives you a cup of water to drink because you bear the name of Christ will by no means lose the reward. If any one of you put a stumbling block before one of these who believe in me, it would be better for you if a great millstone were hung around your neck and you were thrown into the sea. If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life maimed than to have two hands and to go to hell. And if your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame than to have two feet and to be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to stumble, tear it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and to be thrown into hell, where the fire is never quenched. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
What do you do when you encounter difference? Where do you stand with regard to those who do not follow you? How do you see, perceive, and judge others? What are you willing to sacrifice in order to help others succeed? The disciples in today's gospel are facing these very questions. They encounter a stranger who is casting out demons in Jesus' name. They try to stop him because he is not one of them. And perhaps this stranger, perhaps he does not speak or think or act or even look like them either. We do not know. But we do know this, he is not part of their community. And they oppose him. They judge him. And when they cannot stop him, they run to Jesus and they, they tell on this man. Now, I imagine they were a bit disappointed with Jesus' response, considering he does not condemn the stranger, the outsider. Nor does he accept the disciples' judgment of this man. In fact, his response is one of, of acceptance. Leave him alone. Quit pestering him. Whoever is not against us is, is for us. In this moment, it seems the disciples have, have crossed a line. A line between help and harm. A line between protecting the faith and claiming, claiming ownership of the faith. And it is a line that, that each one of us must navigate as we encounter the stranger, encounter differences of opinion, encounter different practices and understanding of life and of faith. As this moment unfolds, it becomes evident that, that Jesus is less focused on the stranger casting out demons and more focused on, on the disciples. In fact, he takes the disciples' judgment and he turns it back on them. If any of you put a stumbling block before one of these who believe in me, it would be better for you if a great millstone were hung around your neck and you were thrown into the sea. If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. If your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off. If your eye causes you to stumble, tear it out. For it is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell, where the fire is, is never quenched. Millstones, drowning, amputation, lame bodies, <laughs> a bit of fire. A fairly harsh and graphic response. Not exactly what one expects from sweet, adorable, squishy Jesus. Context becomes important. By this point in Mark's gospel, Jesus is speaking openly and frequently about his impending death. And it's not just talk. He's also making his way south towards Jerusalem. In other words, he knows he's running out of time. He's grimly aware that he has mere days left to prepare his still fumbling disciples for what's coming and how they are to live on the other side of the cross. So he ramps things up a bit. <laughs> he employs exaggerated and, and grim language, illustrating, I believe, his frustration at how easily his disciples become distracted. 
his impatience at how often they get bogged down in minutia. It's as though he's saying, pay attention to what's important. Faith is hard. So much is at stake. What you say and do, what you focus on, what you prioritize as my disciples, these things matter. Your choices have life and death consequences. Please don't be stumbling blocks. Please don't make faith and life harder for yourselves and for others than it already is. What do you do when you encounter difference? Where do you stand with regard to those who do not follow you? How do you see, perceive, and judge others? What are you willing to sacrifice in order to help others succeed? Today's encounter with the other, with difference, should cause each of us to pause and examine our own living lives, considering what causes us to stumble, as well as how we become a stumbling block for others, especially in the wake of the events that have unfolded in the United States and around the world in the last two weeks. In the physical world, stumbling blocks are external, the shoe in the middle of the floor, the curb that catches your foot, the yellow dog that's always underfoot. In the spiritual world, stumbling blocks are internal. They are as much a part of us as our hands and our feet and our eyes. Stumbling blocks are the patterns of life that we have created for ourselves or we have learned from another and perpetuate today. They are the habits of seeing and thinking and acting which disease our spirit and distort our relationship with self, with other, and with God. Stumbling blocks can take any form, yet often they are born out of fear, out of anger, out of resentment, out of envy, out of indifference out of silence, out of, out of our social and cultural constructs. And every time we stumble or we cause another person to stumble, we deny life. And denying life is not the role of a disciple. And so in this moment, an opportunity is offered an opportunity for us to consider what causes us to stumble in the ways in which we cause others to stumble. And in this opportunity, we also come face to face with the necessity to let go. Because all authentic life-giving spirituality always involves a letting go. Saying goodbye to a harmful relationship, surrendering a cherished point of view, breaking an addiction, forgiving another, making a significant 
lifestyle change, deconstructing social and cultural constructs, all of these things can feel like death, like drowning, like losing an arm or a foot or an eye. Jesus knows what he's talking about. It hurts to change. It hurts to cut off the precious, familiar things that we cling to in life, even as those things slowly kill us and kill others. However, and this is the point Jesus is making to his disciples and, and to us, the way of the cross is hard. It's costly. It's not cheap. It hurts. There is a place called hell that we, we create for ourselves and for others. When we cling to our faults and our stumbling blocks, instead of letting go, instead of allowing God in Christ to heal us and set us free. And so I wonder, what causes you to stumble? I wonder, how would you change if you cut away those things that disease your life for your own sake and for the sake of your fellow travelers? I wonder what it would be like if we, the children of God, helped each other to succeed rather than causing one another to stumble. Thanks be to God. Amen. I give thanks to God for each of you, and I pray this day that you will bear witness to the love of God in this world. So those to whom love is a stranger, they will find you a generous and loving friend. Amen. I love you, stoners. Have a great week, and I will talk to you soon. Bye.